Hey world, this is Ross here. This is my podcast, episode 18. The podcast is an official adult now. Um, so yeah, welcome. Um, a couple shows that I have to announce to you. I have in a couple weeks a run with my good friends, the Flying Buffaloes. That's going to be in um, up in Ohio and Detroit. Let me look it up here because I don't know the dates off the top of my head, even though I know it is next weekend. So I'm going to the old RossLivermore.com. Enter site. All right, so August 22nd, we're at the Beachland Tavern in Cleveland. Um, August 23rd, Southgate House Revival. That's going to be in Newport, Kentucky, right over the river um, from Cincinnati. August 24th, uh, the Shrunken Head in Columbus, Ohio. And then August 25th is at a night market at Beacon Park in the Big D, Detroit. Um, and then we just announced... For everyone back home on the North Shore, uh, December 14th and 15th, we're doing two nights at Opus in Salem, Massachusetts. So if you're living back in the hometown, mark your calendars, December 14th and December 15th. Paul, Phil, and myself, and maybe Caleb will be doing two nights at Opus, and that's going to be great. We're going to have support. We're going to have openers. Um, we're going to play old music, new music, all sorts of music, and those are going to be great shows. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, cool, and as always, you can check out rosslivermore.com for all of the upcoming dates. Check out the Hey World playlist. I just updated it with some songs from Bernhoff, from Bad Rabbits, Um Devin Gilfillian. It's uh it's just great. I think what I'm gonna do with the with the uh the um the playlist too is maybe have some like takeovers, have maybe the cheese do a 30 song playlist and do the cheese takeover or Phil uh, or Paul or any of these any of these wild men that I know. Um cool. So yeah, check out the playlist. As always, dude stoked, your dude stoked on Instagram. Um and uh, if you like the podcast, maybe rate it, share it, tell a friend, and check out my music online because that's what we do. That's how we support artists. If you're hearing a pop, I actually took the pop filter off the microphone. I'm giving that a whirl for a podcast and seeing how it sounds um, because I noticed I was doing these. I'm doing like Facebook Live and Instagram Live and... Um, the pop filter is blocking my my entire face on the live feed. So um figured I'd give it a whirl, test out this Aston Origin mic, and uh, see if you really need a pop filter with it or not. They say you don't, but I'm getting a little pop. Anyway, um, that's it. So Hey World, episode 18. Let's do it. Okay, here we are. Uh, welcome back, everybody, whoever's listening, um, all my faithful listeners. 
Uh, I'm live on Instagram. I'm live on Facebook. And this podcast will be up on all of the platforms that I put it up pretty shortly. Um, Which is good. It's cool. It's exciting. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my buddies and good friends, Tall Heights. Um, They, so I've known Tall Heights for most of my musical journey um, back in Boston. And we were playing at a place called Toad. And we just kind of kept in touch through that. But I want to give them a shout out because they just did their first night of a run that they're doing with Ben Folds and Cake. And not only are they opening the show, but they're also um, Ben Folds' band for the whole tour. I think it's like an 11-day tour, 10 or 11, something like that. But um, it's just super cool. It's just such a great opportunity. And the first night of the show was at the um, Pavilion, whatever they call it now in Boston. It used to be Harbor Lights, Bank of America Pavilion, whatever the hell the name of the venue is. I'm not sure anymore. Um It's just crazy to think that like Tim, Paul and Paul are playing at the venue when, you know, it's one of those places where you've seen shows um, when you were like your whole life. You know what I mean? You've seen a ton of good bands there. So big ups to Tall Heights. You guys are crushing it. I love you guys. Uh, Super proud and um, keep killing it um, as you guys always do. And it's the first bus tour for those guys. So, uh, super proud and really happy, um, for, for them. It's great. So awesome. Right off the bat, Jonathan Hartnett is on the live feed. Hey, nice haircut, by the way. Um, I saw the picture of you guys up in Maine or New Hampshire. Looking good. Looking really, really nice. Um, so yeah, here I am. It's crazy that I'm on 18 episodes. I was just talking about it the other day. Um, this is super cool. And this is, I, you know, I've struggled with doing a podcast for a long time and um, keeping it going. And I'm really happy. I think I'm at a mindset where like, this is going to be just the thing that I do forever. Um, as long as podcasting makes sense. I think it's, you know, it's going to, it's, this is one of those mediums that I think will just kind of never go away. Um, at least for a long time, everyone thought radio wouldn't go away. And, um, Ellen Dumas. Hey, um, actually I was talking about this last night and if you're on the feed, um, if you're on the feed, I would like your input, but I was talking to my friend Nightbird about this and we were trying to figure out what was like the last stake in the heart of radio. And I think it is, even though it might've taken it a while to die and this might not be right, but I think it was when Howard Stern moved to XM or Sirius or satellite radio. That was like the most famous DJ, pretty much the father of radio, the godfather of radio. And really like, all of the podcasts that are out now really are formed by things that Howard Stern was doing. But um, when he left, that was kind of like the the big F you to radio. But then Mike Burns, the Nightbird, said it was because of iHeartRadio, which I have never listened to any iHeartRadio in my life. I really have just heard of it. I don't even know anything about it. I just know they have festivals. And he's like, once iHeartRadio came in, they put internet radio on the actual radio 
that killed it. So, I don't know. I don't really know what it was, but we were kind of having a good debate about it last night. Um, Sonic Pilot. Who is it? Oh, Kev. Hey, Kevin. He works at Pentaveret, who's on the live feed. He is one of the engineers. So Pentaveret is the studio that we just recorded our newest record at here in Nashville. And uh, Bobby Holland was the engineer we used, who I talk about pretty much every episode because he is just a wizard behind the ones and twos. And Kevin has a space there. So it's a shared workspace. Uh, Two of the rooms are hooked up to the live room. And then there's, I think, three other um, studio workspaces in there. It's super cool, creative, like community in Pentaveret and everyone that I've met that works there has been super cool. So big shout out to Pentaveret. Um, yeah. So, uh, I had a couple really good shows this week that I was going to talk about. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, so I, I think in the last episode I was talking about how like recently I was feeling kind of like uncomfortable on stage. And I think honestly, it's just rust. You know what I mean? Like I did, you know, two weeks back home, we played at Atatash. Paul, Phil, and I haven't really played together a bunch, so we were kind of like going in blind, and then um, did the show up in New Hampshire, which was really a success, but we also didn't rehearse for it, so um, a lot of the shows recently have been like a wide spectrum of like band members and situations, whether it's like shows, opening slots, songwriter rounds, so I've just kind of been like all over the map but um so I eventually booked a couple shows that fell last week one was on Thursday at City Winery and the other one was on Saturday at a venue here called the Bowery Vault and um City Winery I know their um I know their talent buyer his name's Mike and um he's a good friend of mine because I met he used to live with Jeremy Hatcher who mixed our last record as it, as it goes, as Nashville goes, it's a small town. You just kind of end up meeting a lot of random people. Anyway, so Mike, um, he's always been super cool to me and really supportive. And he's like, hey, you know, check out the calendar. Um, if you see any shows that might make sense, maybe we'll submit you for support. So I ended up um, supporting this guy named Zach Wilkerson, who's like a Texas blues guy. And I have never met a man who loves Texas more than Zach Wilkerson. Um <laughs> He was like drawing the map of his tour route. And he's like, man, you got to hit up all these cities and talk to these radio stations. I shouldn't even be giving you this information because you're not from Texas. Man, the whole the whole Texas music scene is uh, is seems very interesting. I actually feel like there's a lot of parallels between the Texas music scene and, and New England because it's like you can do the route. You know, you can do all the places in New England and there's independent radio and um and i feel like texas is is similar you know you don't really have to to necessarily leave the state to have like a really good career um but anyway zach was funny just like drawing me a map of texas and telling me which markets to hit when i go down there and um it was funny but he was great his band was super cool and then grant garland uh, was also on the show and Grant is a good friend of mine. He's just, he's played on a bunch of my stuff and, and we, we've written together. We've just kind of become good friends here. And, uh, so his band played and then I opened solo and the city winery staff 
was just great. Um, as as kind of like an unknown support guy for a show, it's really easy for like the waitresses and bartenders and sound men to just be or sound people to just kind of like write you off. You know, it's being like, oh, he's the sport. Like, give him a line check and it's fine. But they were just like, gave me all the time that I needed to like check sound and um they were just super accommodating mike was great uh all the management it just it's just really cool to play at a venue of that caliber and have them treat every person on the show with respect it's like that old i don't know i i i think about it when i work at zany's it's like the staff is almost like everyone is working together to make sure the show is as good as it can be from like the performers all the way down to the wait staff and the bus people and um it's a really good model when you're putting shows on because it, everyone is equally as important and um that's probably why it's such a successful chain i don't know they're like kind of killing it actually like they just opened i haven't been to the boston location um but i've heard it's really good um i've heard it's a great venue so maybe sometime in the near future, I'll check out a show at the Boston City Winery. But anyway, um, it was just a great show. Like the crowd was more of a uh, like convention crowd. Um, I think there was probably like some sort of deal. So um, I think there was like seventy five people. Ah, see, I've heard it's really nice. I've heard the Boston one's really good. But I mean, if it's anything like Nashville or um, or New York, I mean. That is that is a company that knows how to run a music venue for sure. Um, but yeah, it was a really good crowd. Um, I think like when I open a show like that, when I'm the solo support, it's you know you have a job to do. You have like you. you it is not your job to um, destroy. It's kind of your job to get people psyched up for the next people, you know. Um, and I I don't know like I personally love playing for a room full of new people who have never seen me play before because um it's I, I don't know it's like a challenge because like you don't they don't owe you anything you know this I, I go into it like they, these people that are watching don't owe me anything they're there and they want to be entertained and like I have confidence in myself to get on stage and like try to do my best and like Anytime I hear people talking over songs, like I always, I'm like, okay, how can I get these people to listen? You know, it's like, I, and, and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. And like, it's, it's based on, I don't know, song selection, uh, your banter. But I mean, this was based on like how the past couple of weeks have like felt getting up on stage. I actually like from note one just felt comfortable up there. And, uh, and it shows and it, it shows with the people and, and how they responded to the set and everyone really dug it and <clears throat> it was cool. I had a couple jokes that really landed too, which I'm, uh, <laughs> which, uh, doesn't always happen. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen fairly, fairly often. Uh, but, but yeah, so it, it was, it was great and sold some merch and, um, then Grant got up there and this dude grant garland i don't know if any of you have have listened to his music but man the guy can just rip he can play any instrument there's so many of these people here in nashville that are like freaks at guitar and can play keys and can sing and can write 
it's and Grant is just one of those guys, but he's like super humble. We actually like spent a long time talking about uh, talking about stocks and investing because um, I actually just got on this app called uh, I got on this app called Stash, which is micro investing. Thanks to Trevor Larkin, who uh, he got on it pretty early. But it's basically like for all these musicians out there who are thinking about investing money and you don't have any. Stash is great because you don't really need to start with anything. It's like, you know, five bucks a, a week or whatever. And you just like buy little micro chunks of stocks because I think, I don't know, Amazon is one stock is like $1,800 or something like that. Um, but I own like $15 worth of Amazon stock. But it's great because, I mean, like if you just consistently put money in there, um, hopefully at some point in my life, I will, uh, I'll make some you know, make your money, make, make your money work. And that's what I'm trying to do. Um, but yeah, Grant, that's pretty much, if you're wondering what happens backstage at a show, it's normally dudes like me and Grant being like, man, I should really diversify my portfolio. Uh, (laughs) and that's, and that's what I was, that's what I was doing. But Grant, anyway, other than the fact that he is smart with his, uh, investing, um, and he was giving me advice, he's also a fantastic musician. And he recorded on a couple of the new songs, especially uh, my favorite right now, maybe gunning to be the first single, Reggie. Um, he just put some amazing guitar on there and uh, love that guy. <clears throat> and then Zach got up and just killed it. Dude is like just a guy who has been singing and playing in venues and bars probably his whole life. Um and it shows you can just see these guys who are seasoned and maybe I should check out the Texas scene. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I've been down there a couple times for like South by, but I don't know if, 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 if it's the, if it's the market for me, we'll see. I'll have to give it a shot. Never say never. Um, but yeah. And then I, so I did the, on Saturday I did the, um, the Devin Heath release party at Bowery vault. And Bowery Vault is a clothing store in Nashville. Um, kind of like buy and resell, you know, like like Salvation Army clothes and stuff. And they have some, I mean, like, the thing about those business models that are interesting is, like, you go in there and you're like, man, all this stuff is, like, super overpriced. Gene Hartnett on the live feed. I don't know. I would, I would wave. There we go. Um... <clears throat> these, you know, like secondhand clothing stores, there's a ton of them here in Nashville. And they, I mean, in my budget are overpriced. But if you think about it, like going to a secondhand store or Salvation Army or or, or a, uh, you know, some sort of co-op or anything, um, it's takes so much time you know savers yeah exactly right but it takes time to find stuff if you want to find like really good stuff you're not just gonna like walk in there and go to the men's department and find like a cool shirt you have to like take your time and spend it in there and like really search and if you're into that then i wouldn't recommend these these like stores that buy that stuff and then sell it like triple the value but i mean it makes sense if you don't want to spend the time searching 
then there's other stores like the Bowery Vault or, or any of these places that like, you know, they, they up the price on it. So you don't have to spend your time. Um, so it's interesting. I don't know. It's like, there's, there's, there's two sides to the argument. Like, is it overpriced crap or is it like really cool stuff that someone spent a lot of time on, um, that they're there? They see the value in, I don't know who knows, <clears throat> but anyway, they run also out of this clothing store. They run a cool music venue, which is funny because they actually have curtains on the stage. <laughs> so one of the things I said, I was like, man, I haven't played a show. I haven't performed on a stage with curtains since Paul and I sang agony in into the woods back at our junior year. And that the, the folks really seem to enjoy that one. <laughs> um, but it was funny because you get on stage, you do a sound check, and then they like open the curtains and it's a small stage. I almost feel like a puppet, you know? Um, but it was great. And, uh, so Lottie, Lottie started out the night and Lottie's just like a great songwriter here. Um, she works with AGD who I released my last record with that artist development company and, um, just great songs, super sweet. Um, great performer. Um, she did a great job. She started it out and then Devin went on and Devin Heath, you should check him out. I think one of his songs is on the Hey World playlist currently, if you're interested. And then you can, he just released an EP. Um, just great voice. He, he did a, like an acoustic set with two singers. Normally he has three singers. So he's always, uh, always rolling in with background singers, which I think is really cool for an acoustic set. Um, and he played and then I got up and it was another like I did, you know, I think 30, 35 minutes. I've been feeling really good about my 30-minute acoustic set and then my 45-minute band set because um, I think there's enough material that I can just, like, pick the best and do, like, a solid set. You don't need to do any more than that, um, especially at this level because, I mean, it's rare that anyone in the room is going to, like, know any of your songs. You know what I mean? Unless it, – it's just – it's rare. So, like – getting a room full of strangers to listen to 45 minutes of your original music. Like, I don't care if you're friggin' Bob Dylan, that's tough, you know? Um, so I think a 30 minute set, it's enough time for you to like showcase, you know, all of your range of material. Um, and it's also, it's not long enough where they become bored. If you can like have a, have a good banter. And like, I don't know the banter over the last couple shows was like, was good. I felt good about it. You know, the, actually at the Bowery Vault, my first, like, I, 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 I've been starting with when I fall down at the beginning <clears throat> and then I'll, I'll tell the story about my dog and how he used to escape into the little league field down the road and get into the games. And, um, I've been, I've been really trying to dial in that story. So it, so it makes sense and it lands. And then I told <laughs> At that this show, I kind of bombed. I was telling, I'm like talking about Reggie, which is one of the newer songs. And I'm like, this song is about a homeless man I met outside a strip club in Charleston, South Carolina. And no one laughed. It was like super awkward. But at City Winery, it landed. So I don't know. It's it's trying, trying to figure out the banter and the storytelling is <clears throat> an art. In its in its uh in its own right. That's kind of why I like doing the podcast because it just gives me an opportunity to like to bullshit for a half an hour every week, and it kind of like 
works the muscle, works the bullshit muscle, I guess. <clears throat> um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was, they were both great shows and I've actually been feeling like pretty encouraged based on the two performances this week, which is nice because last week I was talking about how like, man, I just suck. I can't get a good performance. Um, but you know, it's, that's it. You know, you just got to keep, like I was talking about last week, just keep putting yourself on stage and getting stage time. And, you know, if you love it, you'll figure it out. You'll, you'll kind of, it's, it's, it's a pursuit, you know, that's kind of why it's cool. It's, it's, you gotta just keep getting up there and every situation is different, especially at this level. Like every venue you could be playing for a venue, like, you know, hundreds of people supporting someone, or you could be playing in a clothing store a couple days later behind a curtain, you know, it's crazy. The slow drag. Yeah, it was, it was a good show. It was, it was, it was a solid show. Um, then I went to Mickey's after, I don't know if anyone's been to Mickey's, but it's a bar here in East Nashville. East Nashville can be like kind of hipsterish and man, some of these people there just take themselves way too seriously. Like dudes playing pool that have like, you know, those like Cub Scout, um, like handkerchiefs the uh that have the like kind of like weird weird like gold thing like dudes were wearing those like at you know just like playing pool and i don't know it's it's just like yo you kind of look like an idiot man <laughs> oh it's total and the per- perfect example so we were playing pool this dude with the cub scout handkerchief was playing and Emma and myself were there and all we were doing was just talking shit to this guy because my buddies were playing him and <laughs> it's just me and Emma, couple drinks, talking shit as I'm sure anyone watching the feed who's met Emma and myself together. It's we, you know, Emma and I, you know what we were? We were the, uh, we were like the, the, the angry critics and the Muppets watching this pool, this pool game. So we were just talking shit and this girl comes over and uh, she's like, oh, can I get next game? And when you do, you just put like the dollar change on the pool table. <clears throat> and um, I was like, yeah, just put the dollar down there. You actually owe $5 to our ref. And I pointed to Emma and she's like, which was clearly a joke. Like, oh, just give five bucks to our referee here. Her name's Emma. And the girl's like, I don't need a referee. I know the rules of pool. I I don't friggin' whenever I scratch, I, I, I don't pick in place or whatever. She just started like, explaining pool rules to me and i'm like hey that was like this was a joke i was joking and like ever after that she was just like staring at us it was like really weird i don't know that's that's the shit that pisses me off because later in the night i went over to the jukebox and uh i was gonna play some something probably mariah carey and um excuse me i'm gonna take a little drink drink of this seltzy water <clears throat> excuse me so i went over to the pool table and there was people sitting at a table i'm like do you mind if i just put my beer down so i can put money in the pool table they're like yeah it's 10 bucks though the same joke i just said so i just started talking to this girl and her boyfriend and we were just like going back and forth and it turned into a really good conversation because like i didn't take the joke that she said that was clearly a joke too seriously and we ended up having a good conversation and this this goddamn this this chick just it was it was like very weird i'm like why are you taking yourself 
so seriously. It was, I don't know. It seems like that's the vibe, though, at Mickey's. I don't know. Just a bunch of hipsters that just love themselves and think they're, like, amazing at pool when they're just very average. Um, If I caught them, though, when I was playing, I'm good at pool, like, one every five games. You know, I like, I'm not a good pool player by any means, but once in a while, I just like have everything going for me and I can get a good string of like four, five, six in a row. And it's like playing golf. You know what I mean? Like I am not a good golfer, but if I can get one par, maybe two in a row, that is a good round for me. Um, that's, that's kind of my philosophy, but yeah, Mickey's. It's just ugh, hipsters, even though like I get it. I look like a hipster. You know what I mean? I wear skinny jeans, <laughs> but I'm not, like, I, I feel like my outlook on life is not that of a hipster. It's just more of my appearance um, can be considered within the hipster realm. Apparently, I don't know who, <laughs> who knows? I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, though. I'm just really happy over the past couple weeks. I had some good shows. And this tour coming up with Flying Buffaloes is going to be great. Because the shows are awesome. All of the venues are really cool. And they have an RV. Which I have... I'm, I'm just really excited to do a four-day run and like not really have to drive. I mean, I'm going to probably do some of the driving... But normally I'll just take my car and uh <laughs> and, and drive the whole time and it's just it's fine. I like driving long distances, but man, it can like it can just suck sometimes because some of the stuff you have to do, like hitting up the venue, double checking all whatever you you know, it's it takes away from that because you're just eyes on the road listening to music or podcasts. Um <sighs> Austin says I th- I say you look more like a calm down post folk punk, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of categories. I don't like to live within a box. I like to live outside of the box. Um, so some days I'll wear skinny jeans and some days I'll wear cargo shorts from from Old Navy. I don't know. Oh, it looks like I might have might have lost. might have lost some people in the in the Facebook feed I just have to reconnect Um, anyway this one went off the rails real quick (laughs) Uh, I think that's going to do it for me this week I got to get out of here I'm actually going to a co-write in at noon which I'm actually like it's going to be cool I haven't done a co-write in months I haven't really done anything like that I think since we wrote all the stuff for the new record. Um, so this is my first co-write back. So hopefully it goes well. It's it's a little nerve-wracking to go into stuff like this because I don't really feel like I have very many good ideas. Um, I feel like I used up all my good ideas. I need to like compile a good list of, of, of stuff. Um, but it's, it'll be good. It, it, it's, you know, sometimes when you go into a write with like no expectation those are always the best ones where you're not like, okay, we need to write a hit song about summer and heartbreak for this person. Um, it's not very robotic. It's just kind of like you can just kind of get into the flow. And if you're with 
if the other person has their head on for, um, for that, for the kind of just like, okay, let's just like sit in the room and see what happens type of odd. Then typically like those are the, the best, the best co-writes, I think. I'm pretty pumped though. I'm writing with uh, a guitarist here called, uh, called, what am I, what am I, British, uh, named Daniel Donato, which actually, he, d- dude's a legend. He is great. I actually, it's funny because he in the guitar world is like a really pretty big deal. So I played with him like a couple weeks back and a couple of my like guitar friends texted me. They're like, dude, I saw you on Daniel Donato's Instagram story. Uh, keep killing it. I'm like, thanks, man. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a good ride. So I actually have to get out of here and go do that. Um, so thank you guys for tuning into the live feed on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast in general. If you like it, share it, rate it. Um, check out the Hey World playlist on Spotify. I update that weekly. Um, rosslivermore.com for all of my upcoming dates and information about myself and the band and the music and uh, check out the music on Spotify look up This Is Not Forever uh, the newest record and um, I think that I think that's it I think that's it for me okay well hey world this is episode 18 and uh, we'll see you next week have a good week everybody and thanks for tuning in Bye-bye.